0: Good evening. And, uh, glad that you are tuning in tonight or tomorrow whenever you get a chance to watch or listen to these devotions. I thank you for taking the time out of your evening or, or days to watch them. I, uh, Definitely don't do them because I like to see myself on the screen. Um, I see myself on the screen and it's an ugly thing to look at. So um, I do these for you and honor the Lord. And so I just pray that the Lord uses them each night to strengthen you, to encourage you, uh, to correct you if needed, <laughs> uh, and just really help you to become who God wants you to be. And um, we uh, are going to be in Judges chapter 10 today. If uh, you didn't get blown away today by all the wind. But uh, I was uh, walking around the church, which I do a lot on the outside just to pray and look at things. And I realized today I was glad that I don't wear a toupee. <laughs> I might need one as much hair as I'm losing, but it definitely was a windy, windy day. Tonight I want to talk to you about the blessing of obedience, the blessing of obedience. How many times in your life have you or someone either told you or you have told, especially a child, what they should do, right? You need to brush your teeth and you need to floss, Well, as a kid, you don't want to brush your teeth or floss. But as you get older, and as I now know, I wish I would have listened to my parents more. Because cavities and teeth problem are no fun. And I wish I would have brushed my teeth and flossed better. Now, I did, but not as well as I should have. Sometimes it's not for our benefit in that sense, but sometimes it's a warning. How many times have you told a child, don't play next to the road? Don't play in the road. Why? Because not only will it keep you from being run over, but if someone were to run over a child, what that does to them mentally and emotionally is devastating. So sometimes the warnings are not just for the person that are given to, but how it affects other people. And so tonight, the blessing of obedience is I just want to quickly show you two examples where the children of Israel followed God and it was uneventful. You see, sometimes the greatest blessing God can give you is when life is uneventful. It's just peaceful. It's all as it should be. Now, during these two time periods, there were still problems. There were still people that got sick, still people that died. But the Bible just speaks of the leaders and the nation. When things are bad in the Bible, it gives us the details. When things are extraordinarily amazing, the Bible gives us details. But there are many times in the Bible where it just says, like it does in chapter 10. Let me read it to you. After Abimelech, which we know how that ended terribly, There arose to save Israel Tola, the son of Pua, the son of Dodo, a man of Issachar. And he dwelt in Shemir in the mountains of Ephraim. He judged 23 years, and he died and was buried in Shemir. Twenty-three years, uneventful. He goes on in verse 3, And him arose Jerah, a Gileadite, and he judged Israel twenty-two years. Now he had 30 sons who rode on 30 donkeys. They also had 30 towns, which are called Havath jer to this day, which is in the land of Gilead. And Jair died and was buried in on, 45 years here spans. Last night, we looked at three t- just terrible years where there was death, a mass execution, and the Bible gave us all kinds of details. But here there's 45 years of relative peace and prosperity. Why? I want to show you. In verse 6, it says, Then the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord. For those 45 years, the children of Israel weren't perfect. They weren't blameless. But they were genuinely seeking after God. And friends, they were in a period of peace. And the longer I live, I think that the thing that money can't buy, that is more valuable than gold, that is more treasured than rubies, is peace. Peace at home with my wife when things are as they should be. Peace with my children when things are as they should be peace at church when things are as they should be. It's something that we take for granted, but yet it is invaluable. And so tonight, the most important peace you could ever have is with God. And the only way to have peace with God is to be brought into the family of God. And that's through Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross for your sins and mine. And so tonight, if you've rejected His free gift of salvation, you're an enemy. You're at war with God. But you don't have to be. Tonight, if you're at home and there's marriage trouble and difficulties at work, seek the Lord's face. Do what is right and experience that peace that comes from God. The Bible says that the Lord can give you peace that surpasses all understanding. The world has no peace The world runs to and fro from work, to and fro from events, to and fro from fight to fight, to from paycheck to paycheck. But God says the children of God can have peace. And the reason we can have peace is because God is in control. Because we're obeying Him and seeking His face. And so now I want you to know that obedience brings peace. Not always. There will be people that will oppose you. People that talk about you, but peace that comes from God is not dependent upon the circumstance. It's not dependent upon your relationships. It's when God convinces you and shows you, I'm in control and I'm going to take care of everything, even when everything else seems to be falling apart. So tonight, choose obedience, watch how God blesses you, and trust that uneventfulness. And peace are treasures that should be valued. And so tonight, if you don't have peace with God, you can have it. Repent of your sins. Call upon the name of the Lord as the Lord and Savior of your life. If you've made that decision, shoot me a message and say, I've trusted Jesus, and I want you to know and pray for me. I pray that God will bless you and be with you wherever He sends you. And if the Lord is willing, and if the rapture doesn't happen, I look forward to being with you tomorrow night.